and welcome back to another episode of Kayfabe Comparisons. Coming to you live once again, it's your boy Wex Breaking the Lawson, joined by my main man out there in War Trace, Tennessee, my boy Jesse Baker. What's up, dude? Dude, just chilling. Been uh, got to watch the new Mandalorian this week. Oh, I, hey, I watched that today at work, and it was great. Very, very good, very good, exciting. Good to have some TV going. Um, yeah, watch a little bit of wrestling. Gearing up for Revolution this weekend. Same old, same old. Ready to discuss some shit. Hell yeah, man! Pedro Pascal's making that premium streaming service money right now. That's right. Why does he like typecast to predict the world saving special child in everything? Hey, it's I'm, I'm okay of, with it. <laughs> it's just interesting. Yeah. Good shit. But yeah, wrestling. Uh, we got lots of shit going on wrestling uh, today as we're recording this Thursday. Uh, the return of Ring of Honor today. Correct, correct, correct. On the Honor Club streaming platform. Which uh, I downloaded the app and I'm like, I'm this close to pulling the trigger and just going ahead and getting it. Yeah, I'm, I I don't have it, but we'll see what happens. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure, you know, we'll find like some watch wrestling dot whatever, watch the first episode, few episodes and be like, is this something I want to buy? But I mean, I feel like it may be worth it just for the back library alone. I mean, the back library is definitely considerable, you know, and uh, it's one of those things that I, I kind of want to let it stack a little bit before – I do it, and they do have that big pay-per-view coming up on March 31st. I mean, it's the same – it's WrestleMania weekend is their next Ring of Honor pay-per-view. So it might be interesting to watch leading in just to see, like, how we're getting from point one to point two to point three to point whatever the fuck. Hey, I will say the last few, like, AEW-produced Ring of Honor pay-per-views have been really good, so. Mm-hmm. They have, they have. It'll be interesting to see how they handle a lot of different situations, most notably the tag titles. Oh yeah, how that goes. Ooh, yeah, that's a very uh, kind of st- sticky situation. Like maybe hey, my my call is say retire the current versions of the belts, right? Bring something in new so it's like not the same, but you still have that legacy still there. And have a uh, you know an eliminator tournament or <laughs> a fucking battle royal match or whatever kind of thing they keep doing. Yeah, they. I mean, AEW will come up with something. I believe so. I believe so. I also think it's probably uh, – I think we're going to see Kingston move pretty full-time to Ring of Honor after his little quit rant. Yeah. Makes sense, and it really makes more sense for his character and the type of wrestling that he does. Yeah, absolutely. I think there's probably going to be better matches too. It's just not enough – like his promo will be the top of the heap there as opposed to like right at the top of the heap in AEW. But oh, his yeah. ring stuff will make way more sense with what they're trying to pull off. And I've like kind of been looking at not really spoilers, just some of the matchups that are going to be happening on the first couple of tapings. And there's some pretty heavy hitters, some pretty nice matches going on. And uh, Grand Metalik Mascara Dorada, he's actually got the name Grand Metalik and going by that in Ring of Honor now. Interesting. He secured the rights. WWE just, I guess, didn't really care about that name. That's weird because they just filed to re-trademark both Zack Ryder and Ezekiel Jackson. Ezekiel Jackson, that's yeah. that's more that's more interesting than the Zack Ryder because we kind of know the saga with him and Chelsea Green's there now. But Ezekiel Jackson, I haven't seen that dude since uh, Lucha Underground. Yeah, kind of strange. And then also, you know, they uh, filed a C and D on Cesaro for trying to trademark CSRO in all caps. Yeah, and uh, it's kind of you know they're trying to retrademark Cesaro now. Apparently, I don't know. It's all just kind of silly shit. But got to think. 
Why would they need to do it? I don't know. Hey, but, sounds like some Vinnie Mac shit. Um, and speaking of Vinnie Mac shit, as you uh, were as we were talking earlier before we started recording, they announced some WrestleMania matches this week on Raw, and one of them just has the fucking stench of Vinnie Mac all over it, and that's Omos versus Brock Lesnar. I mean, I don't see it, but I according to a lot of other you know dirt sheets and stuff like that, which take you with every grain of salt possible, but I guess that there's still like a contingency plan in play if they just don't feel like the reaction leading up to it makes enough sense or whatever. I don't see why they would have gone ahead and pulled the trigger with this announcement unless they were going to do it. But, yeah. you know, I think maybe they're still hoping that somebody's going to like come back and, you know, it'll, you know, offer yeah, to be a part of it. I mean, this would not, if they didn't, it was just def- this would definitely not be the first time that WWE advertised a match and we're like, oh, actually, not going to happen. So yeah. I wouldn't I be just, surprised. I did hear some interesting news that apparently they proposed him to have a match with Bray Wyatt, and he was like, nah, I'm good. Yeah. Which, honestly, might be the best thing, because the last couple Bray Wyatt matches have just not really been very good. I mean, it's very telling that they did this whole saga with Lesnar and Lashley, and Lesnar gets to turn down Bray Wyatt, but now it looks like it's going to be Wyatt and Lashley at Main. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah. Lashley doesn't quite have that clout to be able to turn down that yet. No, and I really have a hard time seeing how they're going to pull that shit off. I mean, like you, Lashley doesn't really have the chops for this, the weird cinematic stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, he did do the whole, um, uh, you know, uh, cuck storyline with, uh, Rusev. That's, you know, he has some acting chops at least. I, I see that to me would be further proof that he does not, but (laughs) you know, to each their own, I suppose we've now definitely established that, uh, edge and Finn Balor, yeah, which clears up some of the questions about Judgment Day because now it seems pretty damn clear that Dominic and Ray would be a natural evolution of that too. Um, we know where Rhea's going to be. Who knows about Priest? It's looking like Theory and Cena. I mean, that's what, what definitely what they're teasing. Is that going to be for the title? I would think so. Yes. Ooh, imagine Cena getting another U.S. title run. Just a few. Um some of them open challenge matches. I doubt he will because of his Hollywood schedule, but it'll be pretty cool because open open challenge U.S. title Cena is my favorite version of Cena personally. Oh, yeah. For sure. I think it'll be uh, – it, it. I mean makes a lot of sense to give the rub to Theory at this point. They've already kind of done it, but they're, you got to keep on going with it. I mean you, yeah. you can't be short-lived and then pull the rug out from under him like they did last time. Or else you just have to rebuild the whole fucking thing again. They've done a good job doing it, but you can't waste that much time again. Yeah, I only I'm really I'm just really disappointed that Sami Zayn is not going to get his due shine. I mean, we don't know that just not here, you know, I mean, I've heard he's going to have a he's going to actually get he's supposed to get another title shot at like a house show. But come on, it's a house show. I mean, I could definitely see Zayn and Rhodes becoming something super special down the line. And to me, that eventually will make more sense anyway. But. That still means that there's meat on the bone with the bloodline stuff. There's a lot to play out with Solo Sokoa, Jimmy J, all that other fun stuff. Kevin Owens, uh, you know, hey. I can see tag matches, singles matches. There's there, a lot Dude. of different shit they could do. A match I'd love to see at WrestleMania is just Solo Sokoa versus KO. I mean, you know, I'm pretty sure they've done that, first of all. But second of all, like, you know, sure. I'm not very interested in the story, like, of those two. No, but, not the story. I just think just match-wise, it'd just be a good fucking match. 
they could probably pull something together, I would imagine. I mean, I, WrestleMania right now is very funny to me because there's so many things that like do make it seem like it's going to be a much better one than in the past. And I've said it before, I'll say it again, I loved it last year. But I see like certain matches that seem a little duddy, and then now we know that uh, The Miz is the host, which is interesting to me. They officially announced that. Okay. So we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. They are in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. I'm sure they'll make it fun. Hopefully, you know, somebody will kick Miz's ass, probably Stone Cold. We'll see. Nice. I love a good Stone Cold, so. You know, it makes sense. It makes sense. Um, one funny thing about WrestleMania season, before we get into the rest of the AEW stuff, they haven't officially announced anybody for the Hall of Fame yet, which normally, I mean, they we're like. Bati- I thought they announced Batista. I don't, I didn't see anything formal. Oh, okay. It wasn't official. I've seen, okay. I've seen everyone on earth talking about it, but we're like four weeks out, bro. Yeah, that's that's crazy because normally they have like at least four people announced by now. Yeah, I mean they may just do it all in one shot to do like a ratings pop or something. Um, who knows? But gosh, that's just – you would think that we would know. I mean I've heard rumors about a lot of people and none of them other than Batista really pop into my head right now. But I mean it's kind of like – I. it's always kind of a highlight to me. I really enjoy the Hall of Fames. I even like watching the ones where there weren't people there. It was weird, but like I enjoyed them. Yeah, it's cool. It's just cool to see who gets that recognition. Yeah. Who knows? We'll see what happens there. But some meat and potatoes. We're in Revolution Weekend home stretch here. About uh, that time. Only Rampage is left, which I don't think they're going to do a ton of development for the show on Rampage. But we did get to catch quite a few different things on Dynamite last night. And uh, I know I got to watch it. You said you did too, correct? Yeah, I watched it. I thought it was a really good time. Uh, the show was paced interestingly to me in terms of things that are relevant. Um, I I don't know what it is. I really didn't like that Mox promo. And this whole program confuses me to this Texas death match in uh, – where are they? San Jose, California? They're in San Francisco. Either way. Uh, still not Texas, right? Unless yeah, not. geography's fucked. Yeah, exactly. I thought that was kind of weird too, but it's kind of – I guess they don't want to go the cheesy route with like WWE will just name it after whatever the fucking town they're in. Yeah, I guess. I mean it's like – at this point, do they just have a like first concussion match or whatever? Like, Yeah. That's what the whole fucking storyline is based off of, right? I just don't yeah, have ba- any – Yeah, basically. And honestly, I think after this, Hangman Page needs to win and then just they go far apart for a long time and never touch again. Yeah, Um we and predictions got yeah we'll get there yeah. but we'll get there but yeah uh yeah i'm i'm just kind of tired of the whole mox hangman feud so yeah i hope this is the end of the feud and they're kind of like just fast tracking a lot of these things you know i mean obviously with the elite house of black we talked about there's not a lot of build there's no, no they weapon. just yeah not a lot of build they unless they record something on rampage to kind of give it a little more substance it's kind of just like a random challenger you know the elite's gonna win because there's no real story or build to this so there's just no reason behind it like at all besides that they're a trio and now they're like oh we took your titles off of you at the entrance ramp when you weren't wrestling like what i I just don't none of it makes any sense to me I'm sure they'll put out a banger, honestly. Oh, of course. The match match will be good regardless. But, you know, it is what it is. Then we got the Face of the Revolution ladder match. And I'm not running down down everything that happened here, but that's, you know. That was, I mean, 
I was kind of random that they did it on there, but I mean, honestly, Revolution take more, take less matches and make it not like a nine-hour pay-per-view. That's good to me. So I'm glad we had kind of got something on Dynamite to at least hype it up. And there was some good spots, some sick shit, but the whole like Ortiz and uh, Eddie Kingston thing was kind of lame. But dude, Commander Takeshka, like dude, those are the highlights of the match. Those two dudes fucking killed it. And I know Takeshita is on the rise already. Uh, Commander really fucking showed out. Like for oh, he, debut Dynamite performance, I mean, everybody walked away talking about it. You know? Yeah. Like everyone's seen him do this shit like in GCW and all the indies, but like seeing it on TNT live or TBS live, like with all the, the big crowd, it was fucking sick. One thing that was kind of unfortunate, there were just a couple of things about like the latter aspects of the match and particularly the finish that were like, Gosh, if this had just been a skosh different, it would have been so much more impactful for a guy like Hobbs who really does deserve a win there and whatever push is going to come out of it. You know what I mean? But having to watch three referees like center the ladder that was not the correct size for him to even get to the fucking thing. And you could tell he kind of didn't know how it was hung. And it was just a very awkward last like full 60 seconds that felt way longer than it should have. Hey, I have people complaining like – about the refs like holding the ladder, but if you watch wrestling, you know refs hold the ladder. But I I, I get why it was kind of slowed down the momentum and everything, him not being able to reach it. But dude, the imagery of him just destroying the ladder with a shoulder check was fucking sick. It was it dope. Just mangled it up. So like, you gotta hit her, you gotta hit, you gotta miss. But I mean, overall, I think it worked, and hopefully, he gets like a a good little TNT title run out of it. I I would enjoy seeing that. You know, I, I think it just kind of depends on. A handful of different things and who they want to place where, you know what I mean? But yeah, if they want to keep Samoa Joe as a ring of honor guy, it makes sense. But if they want to kind of keep him on both shows. And I don't know. Samoa Joe's money right now. Right. Then you got a little Jericho and pretty Peter Avalon action. And the only reason I'm bringing this one up is they let Avalon look pretty fucking good here. And he hasn't been on TV in a while, really. Yeah, he got some good. He got some a solid like he pretty much got all the offense in until the code breaker. Yeah, it was great. And, like, he's been a solid worker for a very long time. I just like it when somebody actually has the opportunity to show a little bit. And then that and he's way. He's from they, California. So, you know, he kind of gets a little home home state spot right there. For sure. For sure. For sure. Then we see the interference from Starks and the JAS beatdown where, once again, nobody comes to help. And it's like, ugh, I don't know. I'm getting tired of that. But the uh, hopefully we'll have a blowout on Sunday. The Page promo, I actually thought was decent for an Adam Page promo. Well, no, Ad, dude, Adam Page is underrated when it comes to his promos. When he has those like pre-recorded promos, he can fucking kill it. Yeah, I thought he did a really good job. Uh, like it wasn't too terribly over the top. He found a way to make it kind of sensible. I don't know. Uh, good, serious. I took him seriously. I thought that's a that was a good thing. We get a very awkward challenge from Christian Cage, followed by a confusing video from Jungle Boy. And no one knows what was what the challenge was, really. <laughs> maybe a buried alive match, maybe a regular match, maybe nothing. Yeah, uh, maybe there's maybe it's just a concession stand brawl and somebody uses a shovel. Who knows? But it's just kind of a, a very weird way to set up something. Maybe they rampage. They very well could go into what the actual details are. But I mean. I'm just looking forward to seeing Christian Cage and Jungle Boy. I like that Christian Cage is like cleared to go back into the ring, and I'm hoping, obviously, that 
that one is a banger. Um, and he's still rocking that super villain, you know, black turtleneck with the Chelsea boots. He's like <laughs> pure villain at this point. Still insulting Jack's dead dad, which is just yeah. never going to, you know, never going to get old, I don't think. Nah. The, um, Hook looked really good. And so that's going to be kind of a fun thing to see keep happening. Then onward and upward into some shit. The Casino Royal Tag Battle Royal Best Arena. Which uh, I will say, this is the only thing I did not watch because I tuned over to the Memphis Grizzlies game. Ah. But uh, I saw who the winner was, so I, I yeah. know the outcome. I gotta say it was kind of good uh, for you know the tag battle rules can get a little daunting and intense and lots of forearms and yada yada yada. But you had a lot of people that were getting different spots in, and they were pretty effective about telling some stories inside the ring, getting some rivalries established, so on and so forth. The end was super awkward yet again. Um, but hey, Orange Cassidy and Danhausen. I mean, in my opinion, for a company that is self-proclaimed to be bolstering a really important tag team division and trying to have that be a focus. They made some weird fucking choices lately, but we'll see how it turns out. And then, uh, the end segment, which is just Danielson and MJF supposedly shit talking each other on this one. Danielson basically was the only one that talked. It was pretty brief. It was very reminiscent of the segment from the previous week. Uh, I guess that's a good way for them to try and build up Danielson going in. And that was hey. dynamite. And he finally got to say, "I'm gonna kick, I'm gonna kick your fucking head in." Yeah, yeah. Which you know, how could the match happen if that didn't go down? Yeah, I mean, it's it's, it's here. I'm ready for it. I'm ready for this weekend. I'm definitely gonna order the pay per view. So uh, if you're you know if you're free, if you can make it down from War Trace, you can come on down and watch some wrestling. But uh, I would love to. I don't think we're gonna be able to make the trek this time. So we got like 15 fucking things to do. I'm definitely gonna be watching though, for sure. Might be doing a little live tweeting. Who knows? Well, hell, I guess you want to go ahead and maybe let's let's run down this card and give our prediction on what we think is going to happen this Sunday at AEW Revolution. I think that is the way to go. So there, this is in no particular order, but you know we'll see if this happens to end up being similar to the match card uh, for the AEW World Tag Team Championships. It is a four-way tag team match between the current champs. The Guns, the Gun Club, the Ass Boys, however you want to refer to them. Uh, Jay Lethal and Jeff Jarrett. Danhausen and Orange Cassidy. And former champions coming back to try and take it back the acclaimed. I don't know what to think about this because, again, you would think that there would be – just Danhausen and Cassidy is such a wild card to me. And the Guns were such a weird choice to me in the first place. But I got to say – I got to go with the guns, man. I think that it's just too quickly for them to drop it. Why put it on them in the first place? I um, My prediction is actually the acclaimed. I think the acclaimed are going to take it back. I mean, it's fair, and they're over as fuck, and it makes sense. I think both of those choices could be good choices. I just kind of feel like part of the reason that this four-way is happening in the first place might be to protect their new incumbent champions. Or we could just get a fucking swerve and Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal win it, which I would not. Be, I would not be upset. I would oh, not be I, upset about it. Fuck me, man. I wouldn't be upset the slightest if that happened. I just, it's. I'm wondering if the Billy Gunn thing's going to be a factor. Is Daddy ass going to go to the dark side or whatever? You know. Ooh, that that's very very possible. Also, that wild card of fucking Orange Cassidy and Danhausen. You never know what they could they could. I could see I could see like you know just putting the title on Danhausen. And him just because, you know, it's money. 
Yeah, it is definitely money. I mean, two of their top merch sellers being on a fucking tag team together doesn't hurt the company. Nah. So and then you, and then you can then you can have Orange Cassidy drop that All Atlantic Championship to somebody and then have a whole new fucking tag team going. You could, you could, you could, but you heard it here. I'm going guns. Wes is going acclaimed. Acclaimed. We'll see what happens. Next up on my version of the card, we've got Chris Jericho versus Absolute Ricky Starks. I, what what do you think going into this one, man? It's been an interesting build. Well, the JAS is banned from ringside. Mm-hmm. And at this point with this whole run that Jericho's on, I think Ricky Starks is going to get the win. He's going to give him the rub and get kind of kind of like maybe we'll get a Ricky Starks singles title run or something soon. I just think that this is going to be that little that platform that match is going to push Ricky Starks up into the main event. That's my opinion. Yep. Um, I got to go Starks, too. And I'm not sure if it's just wishful thinking because I want them to do exactly what you just said. But I just think it's, you know, <clears throat> at this point in time, Chris Jericho getting a win over Ricky Starks kind of doesn't mean jack shit. And, and it does nothing for Jericho and just hurts Starks. Right. So smart booking says Starks. Let's hope we're both right. That's an agreement on the podcast for sure. Uh, next up, TNT title match. Samoa Joe versus Wardlow. This one's gotten interesting recently with the Wardlow vignette builds about reminiscing on his dead dad. There's a lot of that going around. And, um, you know, how that factors into Joe cutting his hair off a while ago, which I got to be honest, Joe might have done him one of the biggest favors anybody's ever done him because he just looks a thousand times better on screen. Without the man bun and the weird little pullback, I don't know. But First, I saw a picture of him today and I was like. I was like, well, did Braun Breaker grow like four inches? But it's like, no, it was Wardlow. <laughs> that is true. There are stark similarities there, but I am going to go with Joe because I think Wardlow is somehow the Hobbs factor is going to come into play over time, not necessarily on the show. But I think they want to keep this on Joe for right now and figure out how to make Hobbs part of this between Ring of Honor and AEW. I'm not sure which one goes like on a more regular basis, but I don't think they're giving the title to Wardlow right now. Building Wardlow back as a face makes more sense to continue to kind of have him chase a little bit. Yeah, I think that that makes the most sense. Samoa Joe, I could definitely see, and Hobbs getting a win over Samoa Joe is way more impactful to do more for his career. Like, oh, you beat Samoa Joe for the title, not Wardlow. It makes uh, complete sense that they're going to roll with Hobbs. Yeah, I mean, I think that you have to give Hobbs something substantial at some point, but they want to do the same for Wardlow over time. It's just a matter of, like, if he wins here and then loses it, who gives it? All I'm saying is he still has that fucking history with MJF. He could be the guy. It's true. He could be the one to just finally beat his ass. That's true. I mean, we've got to see a lot of growth from him on the fucking microphone. I'll say that, but it is what it is. The promos haven't been bad, the recent ones, but that's all we've seen. So next up, the stipulation undisclosed so far match between Christian Cage and Jungle Boy Jack Perry. Uh, I don't know about you, but I personally am kind of hoping they do a Buried Alive match. It would be kind of silly to not have that announced or announce it like two days before, but I just think that would be fucking fun. I mean, legally it couldn't be called a Buried Alive match, I'm sure, but they could they could spin it somehow. Uh, yeah, figure something out. They but, call it a uh, graveyard match because WWE had a boneyard, not a graveyard match. So there you go. there's many ways you could spin it there. And come on, Jungle Boy for the win, right? It may only make oh, yeah. sense. But. Yeah, I mean, the only way that it does it is because we both automatically assume that it does. Unless Luchasaurus like rise, rises from the dead out of the grave and does some shit. 
which yeah. very well could happen, which I'm, I'm down for that. There are all possibilities, but I definitely think that this is a big step. It, it might not seem as much because it seems like this feud has been going on for so long because Christian's been out for so long. But the truth of the matter is, like, Jungle Boy, he needs these stars. You know what I mean? Yeah, he needs to beat Christian. Yeah, it, it needs to happen. So here's hoping Jungle Boy goes over Christian Cage. Then we've got the three-way for the women's AEW world title with Soraya, Ruby Riot, and Jamie Hayter. Ruby and Soho. Really, is that how you're going? Well, you said Ruby oh. Riot, so I was just oh, yeah. correcting. It's Ruby Soho. But yeah, that, that's who I'm going to go with because yeah. it's the wild card. It makes sense. Soraya don't need it. And it, it would kind of be lame if Soraya got it, honestly, this quick. I think so, too. Uh, I went with Ruby strictly because I think Hater has a lot of steam already. And at some point in time, they got to turn Hater and Brit. And I kind of wonder if Brit doesn't cost Hater here. Oh, yes. That ex- I was thinking the same thing, dude. Brit, because you, you can you can see the jealousy. You can see the slight jealousy. Like, it's it's going. It's going to work. It just makes it's going to pop off. And the crowd was kind of behind Jamie Hater before they were supposed to be anyway. You know what I mean? And I, I just think that Hater has a babyface run in her that's going to be pretty substantial, but it's not right now. I think that they need to give it to Ruby Soho for a little while, let her feud with Soraya for a little bit, let Hater feud with Brid for a little bit, and then by the time we have the next pay-per-view, make it something. Makes sense to me. Yeah, that seems, seems like a good outcome. Then we got the match with the longest build on Earth, the AEW Trios title match. The House of Black versus the champions in Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks, otherwise known as the Elite. I'm actually going House of Black here. Mm. And the reason being, I feel like the Elite obviously got the titles back pretty quickly, but they've been on these, you know, we've already they seen did. the best of seven. Yeah. We've already seen it. We just seen a lot of it, and there's not really anything going on with individual you know, storylines for these characters really at all. I mean, like they've done some shit talking segments here and there, but there's just not a young buck story or an Omega story. It feels unnatural for the cup. I like that. They haven't been the main focus, but I think at some point we're seeing that AEW needs a little bit more of that in the shows. Hey, I like where you're going. I was originally thinking the elite, but uh, what you're saying is making sense. And the fact that Kenny is the new Japan U S champion, there's that. So he, he like that. I mean, there's that whole thing there. He doesn't need the trios titles and the young bucks. Cause I mean, I'd like to see them back in the tag division. Like you said, yeah. the tag division right now, the main event's kind of slacking the bucks back in there, even not as the champions, but just putting on some banger matches. I'd like to see that again. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm going to switch it up and go house of black. Fuck. Yeah. I just, and also the other thing we got to think about, you got a lot of, a lot of capital in Murphy and Alistair black or, uh, whatever malachi malachi black you know whatever but exactly though you know what i'm saying like you got to really give these guys a little bit of a pedestal on their own in aew somehow and right now i mean if they're going to use them as a group at all trio's title is a perfect idea like that just works like they could they could have like a nice dominant run because of their whole spooky thing right makes sense to me makes sense to me we have the Californian Texas Death Massacre match between John Moxley and Hangman Adam Page. Uh, you kind of touched on it earlier. I've got to say, I'm going with you. I think Hangman. Hey, yeah, it, it, I mean, it only makes sense. Hangman and Mox, I think 
he's been just going so hard since that like run he had to the extent of when he had to have and he wanted to take a vacation. I think truly after this match, he's going to take like a little period off and disappear for a bit. I do too, and I think he needs to. You know what I mean? I, the, his character and everything, in order for him to have as much of an impact with their audience, I think he does need some time away. Yeah, he's you know kind of I mean? been overexposed as the past like year. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, ever since the fucking all-out brawl, maelstrom mm-hmm. of bullshit. It's you know we he already was planning this, so I think it's about time. It's also you know Hangman could use the win too. That's just oh yeah, definitely. Deal. Hangman Hangman needs a good win. Especially yeah, over win. someone like Mox again. It would just prove prove how much of a badass he is. He needs to get back in that world title picture. Uh, yeah. And, you know, even if it just stays in the contendership picture for a while, I'd be happy with that. That yeah, totally makes sure. sense to me. Um, speaking of which, 60-minute Iron Man AEW World Heavyweight Championship title bout between Brian Danielson, the very enthusiastic challenger, and current champion, Maxwell, Jacob, Friedman, MJF, I – what do you think, Wes? I think Brian Danielson's going to win it. Interesting. I think – I mean everyone thinks – just everyone thinks MJF. Every person's going to like, oh, MJF, for sure he's going to win. He just got it. He's not going to lose it. But I just have a feeling Danielson's going to get – win it and get one more like – even if it's a short title run before he kind of like – goes away from being full-time. I just, I gotta say, I I don't see why they would have waited on MJF for so long and then did the build they did to have him drop it here. I just don't see it. So I think it's MJF. I mean, I'm sure that however they accomplish that is going to really be the story and be what says, okay, what's going on next? Uh, is Danielson going to take a break and come back? Is he going to go on some fucking crazy run with like, some new Japan matches of some kind Is he, you know what I mean? Like there are a lot of different ways Danielson can go. Another thing to think about is how many real ways are there for MJF to go? He Not many the title and it's what rematch and that's it. Yeah. Oh, and I'm just, I know we're talking about how the, the, the uh, elite dropped their shit or whatever. Imagine a Kenny Omega versus Danielson for that new Japan U S championship. That's kind of, you know, I mean, that sort of was what crossed my mind is right after you brought the championship. That up. would be, like, oh my god, that would like, I'm I'm getting a boner thinking about it. That'd be a fucking great feud, great matches. I mean, you could you got there's so much meat on the bone right there. They've never really they've never wrestled right besides Ring of Honor like back in the day. I I'm not qualified to say that they well, have. I mean, they they, they had their ma- I mean, a book besides their you know the one they had when Kenny dropped you know when Kenny went away for a while, but right, right, right. Wait, no, but, wait, never mind. Did they ever actually wrestle? No, it was Hangman who wrestled Kenny and then Danielson. But Kenny and Danielson, did they? I don't know. I don't know the answer to that question. But I also, the other thing is, I don't need to know. You're like, that would still be a fucking banger and a half. Like, yeah. Not to mention, Danielson's AEW presence has been entirely different since before Kenny Omega went away. He completely changed his shit up. So I think that there are a lot of different ways that that could be interesting. I also just think that how do you lose the star power of a guy like MJF right now when he has been up to this week, like the core of everybody's dynamite experience with not even wrestling. I just thought about, I just fucking my dude, they did have a match, the Arthur Ashe stadium. Oh yeah. 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 And it was a fucking like a draw, right? It was a fucking draw. Yeah. 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 So I mean, bring that match on, bring it on. I want to see it again. 
I think it'd be an absolute fucking really logical decision for AEW to go that direction and just kind of continue to build some stuff. I mean, I know Impact has a crossover pay-per-view with New Japan here real soon, but like, I can't see that being a constant. You know what I mean? No, 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 no. That's a, that's a little, little fun for the boys, but no. Yeah. And it's in America, which I, to me means that it's not going to be as focused as a lot of the shit they could, AEW could do in New Japan in terms of. It'll Star be Wars. like more of one of those Ring of Honor, War of the Worlds pay per views where, like, you know, you might get a three to four New Japan guys, but you still got a lot of like just Ring of Honor or Impact matches. Right. Totally. But I mean, I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready to see some shit. You see the shirt I'm wearing, right? You know, I want to see some some Kenny Omega as I Kenny Omega is how I picture William Regal would say it for some reason. Yeah, it makes sense. It makes sense. All I know is AEW Revolution, uh, you know, you've got our predictions. Feel free to comment or look up anything on social media between now and then to talk about predictions. Obviously, we will be covering the show after it happens, and we have our uh, third partner in crime here, Mr. Daniel John Schaefer, back in the hot seat. He'll be back. Stuff. But yeah, man, I mean, wrestling-wise, I have not yet caught up on reels uh, for MLW Underground, unfortunately. I got to figure out a way to actually watch that but i've heard really good things about the shows i've seen a lot on social media about it a lot of clips a lot of development from yeah that's how i've been keeping up with it is the social media and it's all really exciting i saw where they put out like second gear crew did a little uh, debut shot in the form of matthew justice and the one called manders in a segment with their buddy mance warner that's fucking Hell yeah exciting. and then, i saw a little tweet mance warner made about reels putting some money on his books Oh yeah, got to do it. Hit that pay window, baby, with that light beer. I guess he uh he and Mance Warner cleared up his situation with the law after hitting real one, formerly known as Enzo Amore, with a car. So that's a good thing. Uh, our boy Alex Kane's getting a lot of time, which is good. Hell yeah, that's fucking awesome. He's got that thing with the the, the bulldogs coming up. Yeah, I and truth of the matter is, I'm really excited about what they're doing from where I can see it. Uh, just have it kept. Cap- Kept up with the weekly programming, but I'm going to make it a point myself to do that. Uh, Got to find time to dive into ROH, too. Yeah. I mean, there's honestly just a fucking lot going on. Yeah. Got a lot of wrestling going on right now, and it's I, I can't complain. Like, the, on social media, I see lots of new stuff. Got the MLW, got the Ring of Honor, Impact still kicking, and uh, everything's going crazy. We got, uh, in sports, we got fucking, as you know, Daniel's going to be doing this little uh, spring football podcast. Well, that shit's already started. The Rocks XFL. Oh, I've had yeah. a few a uh, few decent little weeks going on. Been been pretty entertaining. I mean, the whole wrestling world's just popping off right now. It's true. It's true. And you know, in movies and stuff too. And we talked about Mandalorian earlier, which obviously Sasha Banks mm-hmm. is on. Sasha that. Banks and hey, Mercedes Monet. Okay. Hey, you know, yeah. We'll see how long that fucking lasts. But hey, well, she brought the New Japan, the IWGP Women's Heavyweight Championship to the red carpet premiere. Yeah, I saw her and Rosario Dawson in a pose together, which I was like, okay, that I like it. That makes sense. But yeah, man, I don't know. There's just a lot to be excited about. Obviously, with all the stuff that we catch up that we can be excited about, we will cover here. We're going to be able to do it again for you next week with the Revolution recap show and some other news and notes and all that fun stuff. But I think it's probably means for now we are out. Yep, uh, so you can always find your boy Wex Breaking Lawson at Wex Breaking the Lawson on all of your little social medias. TikTok, Twitter, all that bullshit, even though most of them I'm on the Twitter and the Instagram. I, I might pop on Facebook every now and then, but uh, holler at your boy, talk about some wrestling. I'm always down for some wrestle talk, and uh, where can they find you, Jesse? 
Man, you can find me at Jesse Baker Nash on Instagram and Twitter or regular old Jesse Baker on Facebook. And yeah, man, I'm always down to talk some wrestling or comic book movies or music or bullshit like that. We're always loving it. You know, in the UK, they do the wrestle talk, but we do wrestle talk down here in the South, baby. That's right. That's right. All right. Well, I guess it's going to be us. I mean, fuck, that's going to be it for us. This hey. week, goddamn, we're we'll to put a little edit on there, uh, Daniel, when you get in there. Edit that one for me. But uh, we'll holler at you next week. Peace. Peace.